Welcome to Caps the Athletes Podcast. This is episode 72. You've got Chris and Brian. Uh, this time around, we're going to cover a few things. Uh, start off with some state of the industry slash ammo and gun availability. Uh, talk about summertime concealed carry and talk a little about talk a little bit about gun safety. Absolutely. Um, guys, want to lead off, like I said, with the state of the industry, uh, just a little blurb here. Um, ammo availability. We are flush with ammo at the moment, but we are hearing from our distributors um, that there are going to be raw material. There are currently raw material shortages at the manufacturing end of the pipeline, especially on cheaper made ammo. Um, so be aware of that. Additionally, cheaper made ammo from offshore is running into shipping issues and stuff like that due to labor shortages. Um, and, and I know the world's getting back on plane, but this, this takes a while for, for everything to catch back up. Um, and I'm being told, and, and we're buying all the ammo that we can possibly buy right now, um, but we're being told by our distributors to, to buy everything we can buy right now because as summer rolls in and people start shooting again, there's probably going to be a shortage of inexpensive range type training ammo, etc. So if you are planning on taking a training class uh, this summer, this fall, whatever, even if it's months out, um, please do not wait. Uh, please do not wait. If you've got something on the calendar, especially get your ammo now. If you're thinking that you want to take that class, get your ammo now. And don't let a lack of ammo be the reason why you don't train or why you don't shoot. Um, it's out there right now. If you do a little bit of looking, yes, it costs a little more money. Um, if you've been doing this for a while, you know that we've been at an all-time like 12-year low for ammo prices. And we're unfortunately coming off of that now because of the yeah. shortage. Um, but even with the prices bumped back up, most places that went full potato and were gouging people have kind of checked themselves and are back in line. Um, so, you know, so d definitely do some looking around, do some scrounging. If you got questions, call us, um, you know, or stop by the shop and see what we've got, but we've, we've got ammo. Unfortunately, we are not doing bulk ammo yet because we just simply don't have enough to put out as bulk ammo. Um, so I apologize for that, but that's, that's kind of where we're at at the moment. The same goes for certain handguns. Um, 9mm caliber, specifically double-stacked defensive handguns that say Glock on the side of them are still flipping unicorns. Um, I have no idea what's going on there because they were a little bit hard to get even in January and February before all this started. But when this blew up, uh, Glock inventory was already tight and it just is gone. So I'm not sure what's going on there. Uh, we're getting a few here and there. So if you follow us on Instagram and Facebook, then you know, you'll know we've got them when we get them. Um, so if you have friends chasing them down, tell them to follow us. Uh, if you're looking for one, follow us as well. If it pops up, call us and we'll get it squared away. So I will quit picking on you about that, but just that warning, um, if you got something coming up or you're thinking you want to take a class or you'd like to shoot a little bit this summer, get ahead of it now, get, get your ammo now. Yeah, it's going to sting. Prices, prices aren't what they were. Um, but that's the way of the world at the moment. So, yeah, I would add the same thing about, um, right. High quality AR-15s. Yeah. Uh, particularly <clears throat> stuff from Daniel Defense, Bravo Company, uh, and guns of that caliber. Um, they're coming out in batches. We are getting them as we are able to. But if you see one and you want it, don't wait. Yeah, absolutely. We, we tend to think of you know some of these companies in the industry, and right now there's a significant shortage on a lot of Magpul products. Not necessarily PMAGs, but all the ancillary stuff. We tend to think of Magpul as a huge name in the industry, but they're not a huge company, quite honestly. Uh, this isn't Dow Chemical or GE or General Mills cranking stuff out. Um, you know, these are these are companies with you know 50 employees, maybe 100 employees tops. Um, you know, in, in some cases, and and so even though they're the big names in our industry, 
um, they're they're not huge companies. So you know, be be sensitive to that and recognize that if you if you've been looking for something and you see it, you should probably buy it. Um, you know, but keep your eyes peeled for what you're looking for. They do come and go. They're just not everywhere like they have been for the past couple of years. Yeah. So yeah. Um, guys, we're gonna jump right into summer concealed carry. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna lead off with something we're we're seeing a little more now that the weather has has started to warm up. And if you're if you're listening to this podcast, you know, right in line, you know, we went through like the great monsoon season here in Central Ohio seems to be over. Maybe as of today or tomorrow, this is Memorial Day weekend. We're we're doing the podcast. Um, we're we're seeing some folks out there as the temps get above 60 and start to hit 70 degrees. And in Ohio, it's always humid. You know, it just sucks in that regard. Um, but we're seeing a lot of folks out there who have maybe put on a little bit of winter insulation. And this is definitively they're, they're, the pot calling the kettle black. It's me. quarantine weight. They're quarantine weight, you know, um, freshman 15, whatever you want to call it. I don't care. Um, but we got some folks out there who are maybe figuring out that last year's T-shirts um, whether it be cool gun guy t-shirts or an old ACDC t-shirt they wore in junior high doesn't fit anymore. Um, it also doesn't conceal their full-size Glock or M&P with a light on it and an outside-the-waistband holster. Um, and in some cases, it doesn't even conceal their little bit of belly hanging down below their shirt. Um, that's not attractive, just so you know. But anyway, um, it, it, as we look at concealed carry guys, they're you know, choosing the right gun, the right holster, the right belt, understanding that you might need to modify your wardrobe a little bit. Um, and, and and I hope that I'm not gonna be sound like a fashionista, and at the same time be like a year behind the curve. Um, Hawaiian shirts kind of like did their thing last year and then into this year, um, and so people are kind of nervous about Hawaiian shirts. And and I would say that if you want to do the Hawaiian shirt as the bold, um, hey, I want to be Magnum PI, but I was born 40 years too late, and I'm only five foot eight. Um, by the way, you'll never have a Magnum PI mustache. Sorry, ask your mom; she'll tell you. Um, anyway, if, if you you know you look at the Hawaiian shirt, there are options that are beyond Hawaiian shirts. You can actually go to things like a number of the gear manufacturers, especially in the climbing industry, companies like Outdoor Research, um, Black as, Diamond, yeah, Black Diamond, as well as Five Eleven, and some of those companies all make patterned lightweight summer shirts that are great for concealed carry. Um, be aware if you're getting them from a climbing company, you might need to size up because they're made for, you know, European medium cut in a lot of cases. So read the fitment on them, read the reviews and see how they fit. Um, but, you know, look at those wardrobe things. Um, I, I, I freely admit that if you're wearing a Boedeman Aloha Now or, or a Boedeman Poppies of War Hawaiian shirt, everybody in the world who knows what that shirt is knows you're carrying a gun and none of them care. Um, everybody in the world who sees that shirt and just thinks it's cool as hell and doesn't know who Boedeman is, doesn't know you're carrying a gun and they won't be able to tell. So that's a great form of camouflage that is also buying a piece of art that is also supporting a local small business. So if you're looking for concealed carry clothing, check out the Boedeman.com, um, and, and look at the shirts, look at the the t-shirts and stuff like that too. Um, also, uh, Andrew's newer line of t-shirts are cut in such a way that they're they're fairly flattering. I'm not a super fit dude. These t-shirts are comfortable around the middle. They're not, again, European medium sized, but they have room in the shoulders and the arms to actually not bind up and be uncomfortable. And they conceal a handgun fairly well as long as you're wearing a good holster, a good belt, etc. Yeah, to add to that, um, the belt, especially in the summertime, is really critical. Yep. Um, because the belt is... The foundation. 80, it's 80% of being able to conceal a gun. Yeah. Um, by keeping that pistol and the holster tight up against your body. Um, we've had really good luck over the years 
with the Volan Gearworks belts, um, running everything from the classic G-hook into the Acers with the Cobra buckle. Yeah. Uh, if you don't have a good gun belt, um, that should be on the top of your list as far as things to acquire. Yes. And then also pants or shorts with proper belt loops so that you can wear that belt with your holster. And and also clothes, you know, clothes that fit. Um, you know, we, we always tell everybody, hey, you might have to swallow your pride a little bit and go up a size, a pant size to carry inside the waistband. Um, but again, if, if you're that dude who, maybe you're that guy, we've got a number of customers who have slimmed way down over the last year and guys have gone to great lengths to get back in shape and lose some serious weight. Um, you know, if you've got clothes that are a little bit too big, sometimes when those clothes start bunching up, um, because you haven't bought the next size down in jeans or next size down in work pants or shorts or whatever, or maybe recreational clothes because you're not in them until now when it gets warm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're finding those clothes to be too big and bunching up as you're putting them on, it's probably going to interfere with the fitment of your holster and how easy it is to jock up and get in and out of your holster. Um, I mean, your holster in and out of your pants. So, you know, take some of those things into consideration as you're looking at your wardrobe as things warm up. Um, you know, you might need to spend a few bucks to get wherever you need to be, whether it's buying a little bigger, buying a little smaller. Um, you know, belt wise, I know right now uh, I've lost a little bit of weight and I need to buy a couple smaller belts. So I'm going to be beating on, uh, Voland and, and seeing if I can get, you know, buy a belt or two from him to get me back down to the right size because I'm at the max end, um, of, of the belt size on the small end of things. And I'm starting, and now the belt's a little loose and the gun's not riding quite the way I want it to. So track those things. It's something that's, you know, just something to keep an eye on. Um, we, you know, we mentioned the belt, uh, and then also the holster. Um, everybody, there's a lot of guys out there who they won't blink to go spend five, six, seven, eight hundred bucks on a handgun um, to get the newest G-Gall widget and, and even put, you know, crazy expensive optic on it and a flashlight on it and blah, 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 blah. Um, but then they, they kind of cringe at buying a, a, a 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 dollar or more holster and the reality check is if you're buying a good belt, you're spending at least 50 bucks on a good belt, probably more like 60 to 80 bucks on a good belt. Um, if you're buying a good holster, the Sunarm Solutions holsters are like 50 bucks, um, depending on which model, uh, really good quality holsters. And they do what they're supposed to do, whether you want to run strong side or whether you want to run appendix. Um, very versatile holster at a great price point, but just be cautious. Uh, we had one of our customers come in had purchased a holster online from a company that, you know, sounded like a good name. It's a veteran owned business um, and, and had some, it, number one, it was the wrong size, but then the quality on the holsters, we were looking at it, trying to figure out why it wasn't doing what he needed it to do. It was pretty easy to discover. It, was, it wasn't it was made for that gun. It was made for a different sized gun in the same line of guns, um, but also just fairly shot, fairly shoddy workmanship. And I'm not going to name names. I'm not here to beat anybody down, uh, but it's a company that advertises like crazy and you would think, oh, wow, these guys have a big online presence. They must be a big deal. That's not always the case. Um, you know, so, so make sure that you're doing your research and your due diligence on the holster, too, because it's what goes on the platform to hold the gun. So, um, yeah. you know, and if you are going to carry that great big blaster with the light and the optic on it, then looking at the Boedum and Gotham is, is definitely something you should consider. From a, It's the most comfortable big holster I've found. And it carries the gun perfectly pretty much all the time. I really just can't find anything to complain on that holster. Yeah, yeah. I've been running the Gotham now for about four years. Um, have not looked at another holster for concealed carry use. Especially with the gun and the light. I mean, yeah, yeah there's just, there's no, I, I haven't found anything out there. And, and, and it's I also do look, optics ready out of the box. Yeah, and I do look occasionally just to see what else is on the market. Um, and, and I'm sure there are other good holsters out there. 
I just can't find a reason to to even do any further looking because this works really well, especially with the amount of time we spend on the range and the amount of time we spend wearing guns with lights and optics on them. So, yeah. Um, so, I, you know, we're looking at all the concealed carry modalities and having this big conversation around clothing and this, that, and the other, and belts and all the foundational stuff. Um, a, a, along with that, you know, if, if you've had your guns tucked away all winter long, you haven't been out to the range very much, um, you probably still want to pull that gun apart, maintain it, PM it, clean it, take a look over, make sure there's no bubble gum in the end of the muzzle or, or in the magwell or anything fun like that. Um, you know, get if the you lint off the sights, yeah, get the lint off the sights, the optics, etc. Um, as a you know, a PM conversation around guns with optics, you really need to wipe the belly button fuzz out of that optic probably about once a week. Um, in, in, unless you're unless you're a flaky son of a gun, then maybe more often than that, I don't know. Um, but you know, it, it is that time of year where you, it, it maybe you're pulling a small gun out of the safe you don't normally carry over the winter. PM that gun too. Make sure everything works. Make sure it's cleaned, lubed appropriately. Nothing's gummed up inside, and then it's going to work when you need it. Um, you know that is kind of part of that, like I don't know, quarterly systems check mentality or monthly systems check mentality. Um, you know, for me, it's probably more like weekly because I do carry the gun all day long, every day. So yeah, to add to that, you know, PM um, schedule. Check your holsters, mag carriers, um, all that kind yes. of stuff. The fasteners. Yes. Make sure the screws are tight. Um, reapply blue Loctite. That's Loctite 242 um, to all the screws on your holsters and such um, to make sure that they stay together. Holsters, mag pouches. Um, um, if you have knife catches or knife uh, knife sheaths, knife clips, clips on sheaths stuff. Yep. Yeah. Whether it's a if you have a pocket knife with a pocket clip on it, um, check those screws too. They work loose. And you should probably also check the screws on the knife just in general to make sure that the bolster screws are holding everything together properly. Um, same thing goes with mag pouches. Um, they Generally, there's clippies on those and there's screws on those. Make sure they work. Um, also, check rivets and kydex around rivets to make sure that um, you know none of that kydex is cracking and stuff like that. That's, again, part of that PM mentality. Um, but yeah, definitely run through that. Um, you know, maybe pull the batteries out of here. If you carry a flashlight, pull the batteries out of your flashlight, check the inside of that chamber and make sure that there's no corrosion or anything like that or scoochies that need cleaned out of it. Um, but it's just kind of that, you know, stepping in and PM in your stuff on a regular basis. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, one other special note, especially for the ladies, uh, when it comes to summertime concealed carry, your pants and or your shorts need to have a belt loop and you've got to wear a belt. Yeah. That's the real trick to making the concealed carry thing work. It, it is. And, and you know, we, we sell some different systems here that your adjuncts you can add to holsters. Like we're, we're testing out some discrete carry concepts clips. Um, and they actually work pretty well on pants without belts. Um, the problem is you still don't have a foundation to rest the weight of the gun on. Um, the clip might hold on to your yoga pants when you draw the gun, um, and, and it seems to be the case that it'll do that. It'll also tear the crap out of your yoga pants, which are not cheap. Um, I like my yoga pants. Um, anyway, it'll tear the crap out of your yoga pants and start you know chewing on them and stuff like that. So you know it gets expensive to not wear the belt and have that foundation. Um, it, and again, we understand, you know, there may be some fashion situations where that's just simply not within your wheelhouse and you're not going to put on the belt. Um, that's cool, but understand what the pros and cons are of what you're doing. And, and also understand that you may need to be able to strip that holster off that gun very rapidly. Can you do it with one hand? Can you do it? Can you draw the gun and get the holster off of the gun with one hand? 
and if you haven't trained that dry, no ammo in the gun, you probably can't. Um, so just be aware of that. If you're, you know, if you're just, you're gonna wear the little gun and the yoga pants, no belt, that's cool, but figure it out. Yeah. You gotta figure it out, and you gotta do it beforehand, because the bad guy's gonna get a vote in that fight. And if you, you know, if you're down one hand to start with because you're defending yourself or you're injured, um, then you can get your gun out, but there's still a holster on and you can't pull the trigger, it's gonna be a pretty bad day. Yeah, as far as options for, like workout pants, uh, yoga pants, stuff like that with belt loops in them. Um, check out 511, and there's another company called Vicandia um, that's doing some concealed carry focused pants um, that have belt loops that are designed uh, for what we're talking about. Absolutely. Uh, and also, if you want to get into it, if you're doing hiking stuff over the summer and you want a lightweight pair um, of fitted pants like that uh tad gear does a really nice pair yeah. of ladies pants and I, I can't think of the model of pant but you can't miss it um good belt loops and good fit too i mean i realize that you know not everything you know not all women are built the same so it doesn't fit everyone um but if they work for you then they they'll work well for you so cool yep um last thing unless there's anything else with concealed carry you want to throw out there um actually i think this dovetails very well into concealed carry absolutely some some chatter on uh, gun safety. Yeah. Um, guys, we want to throw out there, again, we're getting back into that time of year where people are heading to the range. Um, we've had a boatload of people buy new guns. We've had a boatload of new people buy new guns. Um, we, we had we had one of our one of our good customers um, had an ND and injured himself. Um, very, very unfortunate situation. This is a dude that is a very bright guy. Um, uh, this dude's not a meathead at all. Um, he's got a lot of experience with guns. He's got his concealed carry permit. Um, he goes to the range and trains when he can. Uh, this is, you know, this is not a, uh, it's not somebody I'm willing to call the professional at arms, but it's definitely somebody who's not a, a rank amateur or beginner. Uh, and, and the gentleman was distracted, uh, was manipulating the weapon and, and his distractedness ended up with a round in the chamber and sent a round to his leg. Thank God, um, that he didn't get hurt too badly. Uh, but it was, you know, it was a trip to the ER. Um, it was a conversation, probably an uncomfortable conversation with the police, etc. Um, you know, and, and thank God, you know, that nobody else got hurt and, and, you know, it's just one of those things where as you're handling your guns, we, the more experienced we get with the guns, the more comfortable we get with the guns, we can't get complacent. We can't get complacent as we handle the guns. If you're doing your dry fire, take the ammo out of another room, um, out of that room that you're in and put the ammo in another room, double, triple, quadruple check to make sure the gun's empty. Do it visually, do it tactilely, stick your finger into the chamber, stick your finger into the magwell, make sure there's nothing there. Um, if the room, if you're, you know, if you're watching Die Hard for the 53rd time, by the way, it's a Christmas movie, it's springtime, you shouldn't be watching Die Hard. Anyway, if you're watching Die Hard for the 53rd time um, and you're, you know, doing your dry fire practice and, and you know, make sure you, you, you know, you take the flashlight out and shine it in and make sure everything's unloaded, stick your finger in there, make sure everything's unloaded and put the ammo in a totally other room to do that kind of stuff. Um, would really, really hate to see somebody get injured um, again, uh, or, or worse, or worse, injure somebody else um, negligently, accidentally, or whatever. Um, so just that, that you know, that real quick safety reminder again, you know, treat all guns like they're always loaded um, because, you know, that's how you're supposed to do it. Yeah, same thing, you know, if you're working on reloads and malfunctions and all that kind of stuff, make sure there are no live, there are no live rounds around yeah, make in, sure all like the in the room magazines all. that you're working with yep. are fully unloaded, or if you know you are using dummy rounds in the mag, 
you know, I would unload the mag all the way and then put dummy rounds in it every single time. Oh yeah, sure. absolutely, absolutely. And, and you know, and, and maybe even to the extent that there are guys out there who have mags set aside just for training. You know, they spray paint those mags a certain color and, and they use ammo, um, training ammo, dummy rounds, etc. That is that is totally can't be mistaken for anything that's not other than inert. Um, you know, do that. Um, it, it could also be an airsoft gun or a cert gun too. You could maybe take an airsoft gun or a cert gun and make that your designated practice gun as well for draw stroke stuff and that kind of thing if it's set up similarly enough to your carry gun. Um, but if you feel like you need to have the actual beast in your hands, um, you know, just, just be cautious with that. Like I said, this, this gentleman's a, he's a pretty bright dude and he's a good guy. Um, so we're definitely not hacking on him where we are just using his experience again to help remind everyone else to be safe. Um, hopefully he's not too mad at us for that. So, yeah. Um, same thing is you're training new shooters, uh, really work on and monitor, uh, their trigger finger discipline. Yep. Uh, especially when you're doing different mount manipulations with the weapon, uh, everything from loading the gun to, you know, clearing the gun, fixing yeah. malfunctions, uh, work to instill that, you know, finger high up on the slide on the pistol or up near the ejection port on the rifle, uh, right from the beginning and try to ingrain good habits versus having to, to retrain or unlearn, you know, dangerous habits. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a, a great tool for that too, if you're working with new shooters is to get your phone out and get your camera, your video going on your phone and take a video of them drawing that gun dry, no ammo, dummy rounds and doing all those manipulations dry, which they should be doing a lot of dry reps before they ever put a live round on the gun anyway. Um, you know, doing all those different types of manipulations. Each time you go back to the crawl, walk, run, each time you hit crawl, go back, get that camera out, watch them do some of this stuff slow with dummy rounds or with dry guns and, and get the video where it needs to be. Um, the number of people who will swear to you their finger wasn't on the trigger when the gun went off or will swear to you their finger wasn't on the trigger as they were going around that corner in the shoot house or will swear to you that when they were doing that two-man movement drill, had their finger off the trigger, uh, when you showed them the video of their finger on the trigger, it's humbling, and we're back to Pat Rogers and, and repetitive demoralizing failures to learn yeah. um, when somebody shoves that in your face and says, well, I don't know, this video shows you with your finger on the trigger. Um, you know, it's, 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 it, learning will occur a little more quickly in that regard as long as you can manage the camera and being a good safety for that person at the same time. Yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, when we're at the range, everybody wants to be focused on what's happening at the target, but with new shooters and honestly experienced shooters too, yeah. uh, somebody really should be paying attention to what that person is doing with the weapon at all times. Yeah, and I'll let you in on a little secret with advanced shooters. Um, they understand that if you don't do everything right where the shooter is, it doesn't matter what happens to the target, it won't be good. Yeah. If, you're, if you don't have a good grip on the gun, if you don't have good sight alignment, good sight picture, and good trigger control, um, nothing good happens at the other end of the equation. So making sure everything's good at the shooter end, well, you will end up with the result at the target end. I can stand near somebody as they're shooting a gun, looking sideways at them, not looking at the target, especially if they're chasing a, a fairly small target. Um, I can watch the front side of the gun from the side as they squeeze the trigger, and I can tell you whether or not they made the shot without looking at the target or not. Um, you know, so and if, if everything good happens at the shooter end, everything good happens at the other end, as long as you're pointing to the right target. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. So, all right, we'll stop preaching about safety. Um, we'll stop picking on our customer. We don't mean to pick on you. We love you. We just, we just want to, you know, use, use you as an example, uh, maybe to help keep someone else safe and keep someone else from getting hurt. So, um, 
I don't think I have anything else on safety without preaching. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, on that note, <laughs> please follow us on social media. We're on Instagram and Facebook as long as they let us stick around. Um, just search for uh, Cap City Outfitters or at Cap City Outfitters. Um, we are on the web at capcityoutfitters.com. Uh, we do an email newsletter once a week. Um, you can sign up for that on the website. It should pop up a little form for you to fill out. Uh, or you can send us an email to info at capcityoutfitters.com, and we will happily add you to the newsletter. And then please stop in and see us. Uh, we are in Hilliard, Ohio, 4465 Cemetery Road, um, right in front of the Aldi's next to Louie's Grill. Uh, we are, due the COVID-19 stuff, we are limiting it to four people in the store at a time. Um, there is no appointment needed. Generally, I think the longest somebody's had to wait in the last couple of weeks is maybe five minutes. Yeah. Uh, and our hours are currently um, Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 5, uh, to allow us to do some extra cleaning and whatnot. Um, yeah, we hope to see you soon. Thanks, guys.